I'm a survivor. Well, that's what our stories are going to be, if you haven't guessed. Or if all 10 of you listened to our last week episode, last week's episode. Ten, really? That's yeah. generous. Yeah, that is generous. So. Oh, 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 I just like yeah. lost vision for a second. Oh, okay, well, let's not drop that. So, okay. Um, okay, survivor stories. Survivor. That was. The Super Bowl is literally going on right now, and. Uh, People in our neighborhood have military grade firecrackers. <laughs> they do sound like. Sounds like we are living cannons in, going off. Sounds like we're living in 1850. <laughs> the Civil War's going on out there. It's, it sounds like it. So, um, okay, that's how dedicated we are to everybody. Not watching the Super Bowl, recording this. Yeah. Just kidding. We weren't gonna watch it anyways. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, so all right. So did I survived because I had been, you know, getting into a lot of. You feel like you're surviving Re- every day. Well, that and <laughs> life of a grad student, but just researching one piece of hair that's like bothering me and watching just stuff on murder, I was getting real down. So I was like, we need a survivor story. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. You well, can go. Me? Yeah. Okay. Mine's not super long, but. Hmm. So, anyways. Six pages. Oh my lord. Three front and back. No. Still, that looks like two. Yeah, three front and back. Oh. Oh jeez. Okay, anyways. I write big those, huh? Um so so, uh, so the survivor, her name is Jennifer Abinson. Abinson? Abinson. 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 And uh she survived on September twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. Um, I was just, I was a young buck. I was about a year old, a little over a year. Anyways, uh, Jennifer missed her bus, uh, going to work and she was actually, she was starting the night shift and apparently it was going to be in about 10 minutes from when she missed the bus. Oh no. Um, and so the, uh, and that was unfortunately, unfortunately the last bus. Well, here pulls up Andrew, your Dale, your Dale's. Um, and he asked if she wanted to ride. Um, she was actually afraid of being fired for if she was late. So, um, so she accepted the ride, which, mm. yeah, but that's so sad. Cause it's yeah. like, she knew, she probably knew not to yeah, take a right. ride, but she didn't want to lose her job. Yeah. But the problem is, is okay. Or not. Well, there is a problem, but, um, so she actually got to work that night though. And he asked her for a nu- her her number, and she's like, she just rattled off a fake number, and then, um, and she didn't think anything of it. Well, did her whole shift, and then the next morning, at six a.m. when she got off, he was there waiting in the parking lot. Ooh, yeah. No. So I don't no know. Problem. Yeah, I don't know if he stayed there all night or what. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, then he asked to give her a lift home and she actually accepted. 
Well, yeah, yeah. She got a ride from him before. And she's like, oh, he's safe. Yeah, and he got to the point. She got to the point that she needed to go without any problems. Mm-hmm. So I can see it at that point. Like, but the first time, it's that's sketchy. Anyways, uh, so then he pulled over shortly after, grabbed her by the hair, and shoved her head into the dashboard. Where at this point, she saw a thick twine and a gun, um, probably nearby somewhere. So then she thought, oh, shit. Well, I would think you'd think that before you saw it and you got your head smashed into the dashboard. Um, So he pulled her hands behind her back and tied them together with twine. Um, Then she she asked if it was a joke, and he replied with, shut up, bitch. So, is that a no then? Yeah, that's a no. Um, they started to uh, drive away, um, and then he was gonna actually take. He was taking her into the desert, so you know, hmm. remote. Um, that's not good. Yeah, and then he parked the car in the desert, the remote desert, and she for sure thought he was going to kill her at this point, which I'm sure that was the end goal. Um. He climbed uh, into her seat and actually continuously started punching her. And then he used a knife to cut her shorts and underwear off. And he attempted to rape her, but she actually was uh, successful in keeping his pee-pee away. Hmm. So that's, that's good. Like, that's one less thing she has trauma she has to deal with, you know. Um, and he repeatedly asked her um, if if she loved him um and then she had to like she had to keep repeating that she loved him so but apparently she was not convincing enough which is completely understandable because in that moment well she doesn't love him and in that moment you're (laughs) yeah like there's no way um so he shoved her underwear down her throat and well Mm -hmm. in her mouth and tied her bra around uh, her, like, tied her bra around Mm. the mouth so that, um, like, it was pretty much suffocating her. Um, And then still ordered him to tell her, or still ordered her to tell him that she loved him. And then, um, so, like, yeah, she's, I mean, she can only breathe through her nose. Um, So she said she started to, uh, you know, she was, she said she um everything went white i guess that's probably a result of not enough oxygen um i'm just assuming so um and then he pulled her out of the out of the car and dragged her hair uh, dragged her by the hair uh Uh, and then he got out uh oh no i'm sorry i jumped ahead sorry he he went to the trunk of the car got out a paper bag full of knives and then what? she saw this. Yeah. She saw this and started to run. He caught her and then dragged her by the hair across some rocks. And then uh, Andrew shoved a gun in her mouth and threatened to kill her. And uh, then he eventually just put her in the trunk of the car. Um, in the trunk, though, she was actually able to break free from the twine. Hmm. And then she was able to find the, the lat, you know, the safety latch. Mm-hmm. She found it and jumped out of the trunk. And then she actually ran away. And when she ran away, she found a tr- another truck of two Marine. There was two Marines nearby. So 
uh, it didn't say location, but I'm assuming it had to be Southern California desert. Somewhere over there, And yeah. it was Marines because Andrew was a Marine as well, or an ex-Marine, but he was discharged. Oh, really? Probably because he's fucking crazy. I mean, I'm sure <coughs> mental health probably had a little bit to do with it. Yeah. So, um, she, so she stopped the truck and it had I two Marines in it. New Mexico. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's other Marine bases, I believe, but I don't know where they're at. I have no idea. So, anyways, um, they drove. Uh, so then, she said, "Hey, there's a man with a gun," um, and they drove to the gas station where she could call the police. Um, but then he was actually on the run at this time. Yeah, he just kept he left or hmm. didn't know. She, maybe I don't know, but he's on the run. So, they actually didn't find her for a long time, or find him for a long time. Um, and she says she was so scared when she was at home and everything that she would actually sleep under her bed in case he found her. Um, because the, yeah, because she, um, he still had her purse and everything with her address and everything. Yeah. So they couldn't, the cops couldn't like put her somewhere for, yeah, that's what I was thinking. They, maybe they did, but eventually she had to go back. Yeah. Um, you know what? I can't stop thinking of like, when she ran up to the Marines in the truck and they, like, you know, helped her that whole time she was naked. Mm, yeah, maybe. Well, he cut her shorts and underwear off. Yeah. So they couldn't be worn anymore. And then he took her bra off. So I'm assuming he had to take her shirt off to get her bra off. And he Unless he cut it. I don't know. Yeah, and then he wrapped the bra around her head so, like, she didn't have any uh, clothes on. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Could you imagine sitting in a truck with your friend and a naked, uh, naked, <laughs> naked, naked woman like runs out of nowhere up to your truck? Yeah, yeah. it would be weird. That would be so scary. Yeah. It'd be more scary for her, but. Yeah. Well, at that point, it's survival for her. She like yeah. that doesn't even matter. Right. 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 Yeah. I'm just saying, like. Well, that just adds another layer of vulnerability. I feel like. Yeah. Well, it does. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, so actually five years. Oh, so they found a, there was a bite mark on her neck. Um, but Ew. that's, that's the only the, a vampire. Yeah. That was the only evidence that they could find. They're like, well, he didn't rape her. Right. So. Yeah. But I mean, skin under the fingernails. Yeah, but I don't think, yeah. That's, that's, look, that's what it said. That has to be the right thing, okay? <laughs> okay. Quit questioning me. Sorry. Uh, so, uh, so apparently, yeah, so unfortunately they couldn't, I guess you would get saliva off that, but they didn't have nothing to match it to either, so. Yeah, if um, he doesn't have a record. Right. So, um, so then five years later, after the attack, police came to her house and said that they found the attacker and that he was a serial killer. Five years? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then he, so then they brought her to the station, showed her a, a picture of him, and then she said, yeah, like, that she was him. She identified him. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. So ha- how he was caught, um, he was arrested in November uh, 1996. Um, and when he was at a hotel arguing with a sex work worker, she, she, 
She told the officer that he had taken her to Wolf Lake and wanted to handcuff her and bind her with duct tape. The officer, this is good, this is good, um, uh, uh, he's not a detective, yeah, I guess police work, um, because he actually recalled two unsolved murders where they were found in the Wolf Lake, and the gun, "Hmm." and the gun he had with him was tested and linked to those murders, um, so then, yeah, then they were able to kind of link them together, and could you imagine that sex worker being like, uh, that's okay. Well, yeah. Why don't yeah. we just get a hotel room and yeah. that's that. yeah. We'll be done in a minute and a half. And <laughs> yeah. Call it a day. I get my money and go. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. But oh, they got him. Y- what? Sorry. So they did get. I him. just told the story of how <laughs> he got arrested. Yes, <laughs> they got him. Like they got him there at the hotel, or they got him. Well, they arrested him at the hotel, and then finally and they, they were able yeah. To. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. So he's still in prison. Yeah. So like when he got arrested, he admitted to he admitted to the murders, and then he um, actually said one got away. Ugh. Yeah. Which was. Which was yeah. Our girl. Yeah. Jen. Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. Cool. You know what's shitty? A lot. Uh, so, like, when we were trying to research this, it was all women who had survived stories, survival stories. It wasn't really... From, yeah, like... Yeah. From no, being murdered. Yeah, mm-hmm. no men had a survival story. There was one. I think it was Larry Flint was actually, you know, Hustler Club. Oh. Yeah. What? He was shot in the back, apparently, and he was um. paralyzed. But it was by a like a neo Nazi because they oh God. yeah because they had black dancers no because they have because it's like pornography and stuff oh do neo Nazis not believe in pornography I guess I don't know I, I'm I might be butchering it I glanced over it but I didn't think it was I guess it could have been interesting yeah, when, to talk when about when there's but. like survivor stories of men it's like I was stranded out in the wilderness. I, like, was stranded at sea. I made fire. I broke my leg on a, while hiking. In Spear Tenet. in fish. <laughs> Men make fire. My house was on fire and I was trying to get out. It's yeah. not like I was kidnapped yeah. and raped. And You're right. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yay, she lived. All right, six... Well, that's what we're going for here. I know. I'm just underlining <laughs> oh, okay. it. Okay. Are you ready? Um, yeah. This is a wild one. All thick pages. Strap in. I hope I can read my own handwriting. Okay. <laughs> we start this journey in Washington, D.C., 1996. A um, 19-year-old, Miss Tika Adams, um, she was a homeless teenager um, who kind of just went from friend's house to friend's house doing whatever she wanted, um, whenever she wanted, um, homeless, Washington, <laughs> D.C., That's what it means. 96. Okay, so after 10 years of being homeless, Tika moves into a homeless shelter at the age of 29. So after moving into the shelter, she meets a man named PJ, 
and shortly after they become a couple and four months later they are married and expecting a baby um but they're still homeless so obviously they're struggling financially as you would um so miraculously tika starts receiving phone calls from a woman um, named stephanie mills so stephanie tells um, tika that she says like i'm a caseworker i specialize in helping pregnant women in need i would like to help you get um, supplies and clothes and all this for your um, your baby you're about to have so um Tika goes and tells this to PJ. She's like, hey, there's this woman that wants to help us and give us a whole bunch of baby stuff for free. Um, and he's like, that's weird. How did some random lady get your number? Why did she call you? Like, he was skeptical of it mm-hmm. off the bat. But Tika, um, who doesn't know how she's going to provide for this baby, obviously they're homeless, probably have no money. She's like, I'm going to get any help that I can because right. we don't have the resources. Um, so she doesn't care how this woman got her number. She's just, she just really needs the help. So for the next month, Tika and Stephanie continue to talk on the phone. Um, Stephanie finally says, hey, let me pick you up from the shelter you're living at and I'll take you to get um, a bunch of baby stuff that I have ready for you, and um, I'll drop you back off at the shelter. And Tika's like, cool, 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 let's do it. Um, so Tika is picked up by Stephanie on December 2nd at 6.30 a.m. Um, she's like, hey, the stuff that we need is in Maryland, um, right across the line. Um, so we got to leave early so we can get there and get back by a decent time. Um so, December 2nd, like I said, Tika is due to give birth anywhere between the 6th and the 8th of December. So, she is literally like a walking balloon. <laughs> she And she said, um, oh, I forgot to say, I got this from a TV show called House of Horrors, colon, Kidnapped. She also had an episode of I Survived Too, but I watched episode of this show, um, and it was all like she was recounting the whole story. Mm-hmm. But she said she was, at this point, she was all belly. Like, she just had a giant belly, and the rest of her was, like, you know, normal size. Um, So, yeah, she's due within four to six days of meeting Stephanie in person for the first time. Um, So, on the way to get the baby stuff, Stephanie's car starts rattling and making this weird noise. Oh, no. Um, So, she's like, hey, I live pretty close by to here, so let me stop at my apartment. Um, so I can call someone I know that wor- fixes cars, and um, they can come take a look at it. Um, so they get to her apartment. Stephanie suggests um, watching a movie while they wait for the mechanic to show up. And um, Tika's like, yeah, that's that's cool. Like, I feel like I know you pretty well. I feel comfortable in your apartment. So they turn on a movie, and they start watching it. So while the movie was on, Tika was sitting on the couch um, in the living room watching it, and she um, takes off her shoes and gets comfortable because her ankles are so swollen because she's about to give birth, and she's just so tired and just drained physically. Um, So she, like, immediately takes her shoes off, Mm -hmm. settles in. Um, And that is when a quilt 
is thrown over her head and she starts getting beaten with a fire poker. What? Who is this? Who? Is this her friend doing this? I'll tell you. So the fire poker had split Tika's head open. Oh my god. And well, they're iron. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she has blood running down her face, like in her eyes, running down her face. Um, she immediately like throws the quilt off, runs towards the door, um, and she's trying to escape. But there are, she says in the show, there are four different locks on this door. What the fuck? So she's like disoriented. This she, is her friend's apartment, right? Yeah. She's disoriented. She like has blood in her eyes and her face. Her hands are slipping on the locks because of the blood. Um, and when she is trying to get all these locks undone, she's tackled to the floor um, by Stephanie Mills. What so a bitch. They're tumbling around on the floor. Tika somehow gets on top of this woman and um, starts choking her. Like, starts strangling this woman. Um, just goes into complete survival mode. And the woman begins praying. That's weird. She begins saying, Dear I mean, God. But I get it. <laughs> no, she's saying, Dear God, please forgive me. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. Um, so Tika's like, like nah, right. This is weird. Um, so at this point, uh, she's lost so much blood and she is so worn out from you know being so pregnant that she passes out yeah um so stephanie grabs tika by the ankles and pulls her into the kitchen um where she's lying on the floor um then stephanie gets a box cutter and starts cutting tika's stomach open oh my fuck that is disgusting um so her she said her um natural reaction was to immediately jump up like she was passed out on the floor but as soon as she stuck this box cutter and she jumped up um and she grabs the box cutter from stephanie and she tells her you're going to let me out or you are going to die tika tells this woman that um however as we all know extremely pregnant losing blood so she can't fight back anymore like she used all of her stamina to do that one thing jump up grab the box cutter um so she sits down um stephanie then tells her to go get in the shower just go go get in the shower get clean get this blood off of you so she helps tika to the bathroom and helps her take a shower <laughs> she then clips tika's nails her finger and toenails um and she tells her she's doing this to get the dna out of her fingernails. Um, so Tika then, um, no, sorry, Stephanie then ties her up and puts her in the living room. Okay, so now that was day one. We're on day two now. Oh man, this is a multiple day thing. Uh huh. Tika has been in this woman's apartment, bound, pregnant, and injured, when <laughs> Stephanie's son comes into the apartment. He's 16, he comes in. Um, and he is helping his mom take care of Tika. He actually initially helped her bound Tika. Oh, that what a dick. Um, yeah. So sixteen, she th- she thought when so he who was the one that beat her? Stephanie. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know if it was. Okay. Yeah, no, it was Stephanie. She thought when this boy walked in, he was gonna rape her, but he never said anything to her. 
just helped his mom boundless bound Tika up. Yeah, because he's probably like, my mom's fucking crazy. I need to um, do what she does. Yeah. Uh, so the next night, so she's bound laying in this room. Right. Um, the next night, now day three, Stephanie comes into the room with a large metal mixing bowl filled with ice. Oh. Some towels, some scissors, and box cutters. She took the lampshade off of the lamp in the corner of the room and puts it in front of Tika. Um, so she can see better. She then gags Tika, um, and then puts duct duct tape around her mouth with the gag in. She bounds her um, duct tapes her wrist and her ankles, and puts in another movie. <laughs> she turns the volume up as loud. Is this as an it apartment? Go. Yep. Yeah, I thought you said that. Yeah, she turns the volume up. Really, really loud. And she said, Tika said in the show, she remembers just hearing this weird music from the movie while all of this torture was happening. Yeah. Um, so she lifts Tika's shirt and begins cutting her open to get the baby out. What is this woman's problem? Um, she goes into shock. And for some reason, Stephanie stops the C-section. Stops, backs away. Um, What's her name? Tamika? Tika. Tika. And when Tika opens her eyes again, it's daytime outside. Oh, so this is another day. Yeah. So, Stephanie had cut Tika's stomach wall, but her uterus was still intact. So, she didn't get to the uterus, but she had cut through the stomach wall. Um, and the baby was still alive. So, everything's good. Everything's good so far um, with the baby. Tika um, looks over. So she's on this like bed couch thing. She looks over and she sees Stephanie asleep on the floor in front of the door to get out of the room. Yeah. Um, so she was able to take the tape off of her face. It had kind of come loose mm -hmm. um, while she was passed out. So she's able to get it off and get the gag out. Then she um, then she use, uses her teeth to unbind her wrists, um, and then she unbound her ankles. She slowly gets on off of the couch and onto her hands and knees on the floor just to see, like, where her body's at, and she starts moving towards the door. Um, then the metal bowl with the ice in it that's laying on the ground, as she's moving, her wedding ring hits it. And it makes ding. sound, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, oh, crap. Looks over. Fuck, 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 yeah. fuck, fuck. Yeah. Looks over. Stephanie. But it didn't wake her up. She's still asleep. So she's like, okay. She's like asleep, asleep. I remember. I, I imagine this being like the dog in Harry Potter. The three-headed dog or whatever. <laughs> oh, fluffy. Yeah. 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 So like she, she's, in, she's in that uh Level four, deep sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Not waking up. Um, so, Tika stands up. She says her legs are like rubber bands. Um, so, she can barely stand. So, she kind of stands there for a minute, gets, gets her footing. Um, then she walks towards the door. She steps over Stephanie. And as she steps over her, 
the blood from her wounds starts dripping on Stephanie's blanket. And she freezes. She's like, this is going to wake her up. Yeah. The noise didn't. This is going to wake her up. She still doesn't wake up. So Tika starts walking down the hallway. She has to hold on to the walls to, like, keep herself up. Um, and she's also holding her intestines in, in with her hands. Oh, my God. Her intestines are coming out of this. Oh, my God. This amateur C-section. So she's, like, holding her intestines in um, as she's walking. She gets to the front door, finally, and she notices that Stephanie's son is asleep on the couch, which is facing the front door. So it's, like, directly across the room from the door. And the front door, as you remember, has, like, four locks on it. Mm -hmm. So she's, like, he's going to hear this and wake up. So, Tika's watching this guy, turned around, watching him on the couch while she's unlocking all these locks. And um, holding in her intestines. And holding in her intestines, yeah. Um, finally, she gets all the locks open, and she, she just bolts like, yeah. as fast as she can. Right. She said she got, like, adrenaline, and she just took off. Um, yeah, she said the, the light was so bright when she opened the door that it burned her eyes. Um, so her adrenaline is so high, she's hold, still holding in her intestines, and she starts bang- She starts banging on people's doors. She's like, help me, help me, banging any door she passes, she just starts banging on the door. Um, and she starts to feel like she's going to pass out again, so she sits down. And as she's sitting there, she sees Stephanie and her son run out of their apartment. Mm, I was wondering that. They could probably hear her. Yeah, they see them she sees them run out of their apartment and into the parking lot and they're like looking around for her like she watches them yeah looking for her and then the son turns around and sees tika he's like there she is so they take off running towards her they get to her they like put their arms under her armpits to pick her up and take her back to the apartment and she just starts kicking and like kicking at the the sun Mm -hmm. screaming as loud as she can um, any way she can fight back, she starts doing it. So a man who had heard her screaming comes out, and he's like, hey, is everything okay here? And um, Stephanie and her son, they're like, oh, yeah, she's fine. She just had a miscarriage. She's, like, she's a little delirious right now. We just need to get her back into our apartment. She'll be okay. Um, but Tika, however, she is yelling. She's like, no, please help me. They're trying to kill me. Please help. Like, call the police. Yeah. So, um, and, like, while she's yelling that Stephanie's talking over her, she's like, no, she's fine, she's fine, she's had a miscarriage. And, um, (laughs) so Tika lifts up her shirt, this guy's standing there, she lifts her shirt up and shows him that her intestines are coming out of her stomach. Mm -hmm. And he's like, (laughs) he projectile vomits. No, he doesn't really, but he's like, holy crap. Immediately takes out his flip phone because it's 2006 <laughs> and calls the police. So, um, the iPhone came out, uh, is it 07? Oh, seven, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of phone he had. I'm just guessing. I know. I'm just kidding. I was just um, thinking. Yeah. And, uh, Stephanie, they're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm calling the police. So her and her son take off running. Mm-hmm. Like they drop, Bye. they drop Tika and they take off. Um, so, an ambulance soon arrives after he calls and takes Tiga to the hospital. Somehow, um, she soon after arriving at this hospital, she gives birth. 
to an eight pound complete, stress completely no i'm just saying like somehow her body is able to still oh yeah um eight pound completely healthy girl that's good baby. it wasn't unhar- it wasn't harmed in this yeah baby was completely unharmed um and healthy at that so they named the baby miracle <laughs> it's so cute they named her miracle because she was a miracle baby um so a few days later police come in to her hospital room and they show um Tika pictures of possible suspects um and they have a picture of stephanie mills and Tika is able to tell the police that she's like yeah this is the woman that yeah kidnapped me and tortured me um and as it turns out stephanie mills was actually veronica duramos oh it wasn't even it was a yeah she was a mother of four who had served time for forgery and identity fraud in the past um Police go and arrest Duramos at Duramo Yeah, Duramos. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. They go and arrest her, and she's charged with first-degree assault and kidnapping and is sentenced to 25 years in jail. Oh. So um, the police did not charge her son with anything because when they interrogated him, they didn't believe that he knew um, what his mother's intentions were. What? Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, so he fucking get, liar. He didn't get any type of charge. Um, Piece or, of shit. Or he was, or she was abusive, and she was like, "If you don't help me do this, I'll freaking kill you next." Still, yeah. He's able to leave the house. He can. There's other. And no. Yeah. I mean, he was 16. So. You liar. Um. So Tiga later found out that Duramos, um, she had a boyfriend, who she told she was like, "Hey, I'm pregnant." Wasn't actually pregnant. I think she just told him that to like keep him around um she told her whole family that she was a pre- that she was pregnant and she was expecting to have the baby within weeks but don't they see her i don't think so no oh i don't think she they just did. like told him over the phone yeah i think so and oh. she told this boyfriend that she was pregnant too so instead of actually being pregnant she um was just going to yeah. steal this baby um so i tried to find like current stuff on tika as of 2020 and i couldn't find like the most recent thing was from 2010 that i could find on her but um tika and pj her husband they now have their own home so they got out of homelessness they now have their own home um miracle is now like 13 years old um and they have i think they have three she had three other kids afterwards oh um so Everything's good with them now. That's good. Yeah. Got out of homelessness. Yep. Healthy. They're all living healthy lives. Yeah. But yeah. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Hey, I got an idea for once. What? How about, since we've been watching The Outsider, we do something with paranormal. Doesn't have to be murder or anything. Just paranormal. You want to do just paranormal? Yeah. I'm down. Okay. Let's do it. Just something different. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right, Paranormal, All right. next episode, special episode. All right, next week we'll see who won the... Uh, Super Bowl? Is it the Stanley Cup or the Super Bowl or it's something like that? T- uh, touch dunk. <laughs> yeah. It's the, 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 the dunk, dunk cup. competition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, okay, all right. Bye. Bye.